singles seem to get uh, a good response. So that's cool. Nice. On the yeah. interwebs. Uh, yeah, that was a long time coming, I guess. When did we record? Is that like March? Around March? maybe, maybe not. That wasn't all that long ago. No, maybe it was like, I don't know. I can't re even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this year yeah. has been really, really, really long. Yeah, I really fucking feel that. I remember the memes coming out like three or four weeks into January, and it was like four weeks into 2021. Mm. And there's all these events that happened. One of them was GameStop. Yeah. One of them was the Capitol. Yeah. Um. I don't remember. The big ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that people still talk about sometimes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was and it was it was an exciting start, but well, I guess things are still happening. Things won't stop happening. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, people are just getting more involved in their own lives, which is good for people to get back to normal. But I, I definitely think that might be why is everyone's like less on their they're less inside anymore and on their phone and seeing it. So, I mean, I personally think that's a good thing, but it's also that it also could be a slippery slope because then people could just not be looking at things like the news anymore because <laughs> we've we're having too much fun now because all the COVID stuff is lifted. So it's like got to find that balance between being informed and also not being too informed and yeah. also and also being informed with the right sources right that's the hardest it's like it, I, i'm kind of struggling with like is there any way to actually be informed mm -hmm. because especially like last year kind of finding out that like how manipulative mm -hmm. the like every source of information around us is yeah and so i feel i feel like what you're saying is true like people i hope more people have kind of just like stepped back and try to just like live their life mm -hmm. And it's making us kind of be like less reactionary mm -hmm. to like things that happen, like things are going to continue to happen. But like, we don't need to like show everyone like, oh, we have a reaction to this. Right. And this is, what it is. I think that's kind of better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was cool. Me, me and Jana went to Lake Tahoe last weekend. Yeah. How was that? My birthday. It was cool. And it, it was nice to see just like families on vacation as weird as that is normally that's super annoying right but, <laughs> but it was just cool to see that like yeah these these kids are having a good time and yeah these are connecting i don't know something about it yeah yeah the world's in a slightly better state it feels but yeah, yeah no i we i get that i went i've been skating a lot uh recently and i'll go early in the morning when no one's there and a couple days ago i went and uh, usually I'd be annoyed if there were like 10 kids under the age of 10 there wow. because there was. And apparently they have a class in the mornings to teach kids how to skate. I, I didn't know that. And usually I'd be kind of annoyed, but I just like, I don't know. It was it was cool to see. And I still skated, so I felt a little weird, but <laughs> like <laughs> just zooming through all these like little kids. <laughs> but um, it was still fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like seeing it, seeing things back to normal is kind of comforting. Yeah. Finally. 
seeing families together without masks on. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I always feel bad when the kids are muzzled, just <laughs> yeah. like on a hot day or something. Yeah, feel good. Like when you see that, like oh shit. Well, that's a that's a good uh, right. word for it because I'm sure they feel muzzled. <laughs> that's probably exactly how yeah. they feel. Well, lots of kids they wanna they wanna wear the mask now because there's well not exclusively because they're scared. Sometimes they just think it's cool. Like a five year old has like an Iron Man mask. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. Shit. It's like, yeah. It's their favorite character. Right. If it's like frozen, if it's anything, <laughs> they're yeah. gonna wear it. <laughs> Give me the SpongeBob mask. Yeah. yeah. I was just looking at a picture of my little niece with like a cat mask on. Oh. <laughs> like the nose, and like the whiskers. Yeah. Cute. Damn. But it's also like no need to wear that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just have the black one, the boring black one. I should have. I should have gotten a cool mask. Yeah. It turns out now, man. <laughs> yeah. Soon enough, everyone's gonna be out in their purge masks. Ski <laughs> mask and a hockey mask. And, no, I'm just kidding. There's a new. There's a a new. It, dude, they're gonna turn into the new Saw movies. There's gonna be like a seventeen purge movies. They're they're coming out with another one. Yeah. They, they just keep getting worse and worse and worse. The first one was fine. They should have stopped. Like like a lot of horror movies, they should have stopped. But How yeah, many are there now? Uh, I think it's like five or six. Wow, I've completely missed all of those. I saw the first one and then the second one, and then the second one was like it involved people inside of a house, so it was kind of different. The first one was like the whole city, you like you saw what was going on in the city. The second one is just contained in one house or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't so they kill I, each other. do what each other do they kill yeah me? yeah something like that and I have no idea what happens in the rest of them <laughs> probably uh just a lot of violence <laughs> yeah it's I mean yeah it's one of those things it's kind of like oh this is a cool kind of a coolish idea mm-hmm. let's make 18 movies right. about it following up and that's how Saw was like the original Saw movie was really clever i I thought and kind of smart and poignant for the time and they made it on a small budget and they Mm -hmm. they came up with like a cool idea Mm -hmm. that's actually viable on a small budget and then yeah like then they have saw 3d and saw 4d (laughs) and saw mars or whatever (laughs) it just that's that's how everything goes yeah i remember like when i was a kid like you go to the movie store Mm-hmm. And like before, I don't know, at least for me, before I was allowed to watch most of the horror movies, like it's a lot younger, you would see like all of the Freddy movies mm-hmm. or Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. or the Jason movies. Mm-hmm. And I just remember there'd be like 12, there'd be like Jason goes know, to Jason hell. Goes, yeah, Jason <laughs> goes to hell, Jason goes to space. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. And when you're a kid, you don't know that that's trash. You're just like, this is the coolest. Which, I don't know, some adults are really into that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember um, the Ernest movies? Yeah, like Ernest. aren't there like a bunch of those too? Yeah. Yeah, like Ernest goes a... to like, I don't know, all, all kinds of stuff. I don't remember stuff. there being like three of those. There like, was like an Ernest at Halloween mm-hmm. one. 
And that was like the only scary movie I saw as a kid. A scary movie. Yeah. It it really scared me. I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> but Ernest is like this like dopey comedic character, so it was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda I kinda wanna watch one now. I haven't seen one since I was a little kid. I don't, I don't think it would hold up. I don't think it would either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's funny how back then that's how people just generated content. They were like, well, we got 10 movies to make. We got this star. We're going to make a bunch. And now it's like yeah. completely different. <laughs> yeah, now kids, I, I don't know what kids are watching nowadays, like Gossip Girl or some shit. Well, I say that and now I'm like, well, Jurassic World is coming out again. There's like another Jurassic yeah. dinosaur. Like, right. uh, it, it maybe is never. It maybe will never change. Actually, now it's just like you take the old story, but you make a different character that's like younger and hotter. Yeah. Now you just redo the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate. I saw. It reminds me. I saw a Quentin Tarantino interview recently, mm-hmm. and he's saying that now, like this decade, I think I saw kind of like. One. Yeah, it's kind of like a do-over of the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, everyone is self-censoring yep. and just the shittiest content is being rehashed again yep. and again. Well, and that's kind of yeah. why I then he was talking about how people in other countries were completely different in the 80s. And a lot of people who wanted, you know, not the super, uh, dare I say it, like, PC art, like, overly PC, you know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, they would go to uh, they would branch out to like Japan or Germany or whatever like their media so I've been kind of thinking about maybe doing the same like trying to find other countries that are coming out with stuff that doesn't align with America's political climate right now yeah you could get into K-pop yeah yeah I've been listening to city pop which is like Japanese uh, 80s music yeah <laughs> But I guess that's a different era. It's not right sunset. now. But it is. It's it's really good. It's a sunset roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that band is cool. <clears throat> I've been listening to a lot of like electronica and Cybient. Cybient. I don't even know Cybient. if these are real genres. Sci- like ambient, but oh, okay. it's like chaotic. Okay. <laughs> mostly, I would say it's mostly like. Uh, electronic music that's nostalgic okay. for the 80s or for the 90s. Okay. Like, that type of stuff. But just stuff that I listen to while I work. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. I, I was never into almost anything electronic mm-hmm. as a teenager or in my early 20s. But it's, it's cool. I'm kind of gaining an appreciation for it, but I also understand the aspects of it that I don't like and the, the very mainstream stuff that comes on. Well, it's like na- nowadays you'll hear what sounds like to me most pop songs, they sound like EDM, mm-hmm. like just modern EDM produced songs with the star singing, yeah. you know, four lines in the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wilson is freaking out. It's all good. Meows in the background. I'm surprised you can't hear my cat. She was freaking out earlier. But yeah, I mean, I've a tech, like electronic music. I I always thought metal had a bunch of subgenres. Electronic music is a whole new like beast. Like 
just yeah. all the subgenres there are. It's it's kind of crazy, but I I I really like just like house music, like old '90s house, and uh, kind of Euro. It's called like Euro dance, I think, or something, which is like, you know, uh, what are some songs? Very very recognizable like '90s party songs. Kind of almost very cheesy, actually. Um, I was looking for that exact thing last night to listen to. But the best I could come up with was like a a grease dance mm. party mix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, like the song "What Is Love" from like SNL. Do y'all remember that? Like doing yeah. the headbutt, like shit, like that, and like uh, "Be My Lover." Um, yeah, I don't know. I like that stuff a lot, but I I, I want to find the modern equivalent. You know, like, yeah. I don't know if it ex- it it does exist, but not on a grand scale like it did in 1995 or something. Yeah, <laughs> like you want to find that music that, that you just like can't help but dance to, and it just, yeah. just like make happy. And yeah, it's just like anxious. Yeah, that's what I was looking for yesterday. Yeah, I can send y'all some some playlists. My my All Spotify right. has slowly mer- morphed from like metal and punk and hip hop to just like electronic music over the last year (laughs) yeah are you making some beats as well yeah yeah i've been trying um actually colton and i have been talking about working together on some music soon so we might see what that is gonna look like i'm kind of nervous but it's it's just because it's new territory and everything and never really messed with or i have been messing with it for a while but not on like a serious right like with with intention yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so we might try and do something like that soon by the end of the year fall goes to plan it's cool i've been listening to or not not listening to as much more of just following this guy who's uh goes under the name meaning wave and he does like this, I think I might have talked about this before, actually. But meaning wave? Meaning wave, okay. yeah. Uh, he does, like, there's, like, old philosophy or um, Alan Watts lectures or stuff like um, that. Like, he'll take the audio and he'll mix it in with, like, lo-fi beats. A, yeah, I think you did talk about that. I remember that yeah. now. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. But he just released, like, a bunch of Epictetus, which is a, a stoic philosopher, like, a bunch of his writings, like into lo-fi beats songs. What do those like, uh, visuals look like for that? Because it's not just the music; he also like makes crazy visuals for it as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it started out, he just had the basic, like the basic, like the people who who release the lo-fi beats and the playlists and the electronic stuff. Like a lot of them, they'll get gifts mm-hmm. or like clips of video footage and put it in there or just an image to make it like aesthetically pleasing mm. and you see how it evolves. And like, now it seems like he's at the point where he's able to make full fledged music videos each time. Oh, that's cool. But it's in that same style of like, uh, like washy VHS, like low res, but with, you know, uh, animations like in the background or like anime. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I like colors and stuff like that's sick i've seen something a little i think i know what you're talking the the 
uh, version I've seen before is kind of like uh, beats that are similar to like MF Doom, and they but instead of things like that, they would just put old like Ed Ed Nettie cartoons, <laughs> like over oh. it, like just like uh, cartoon references, because. I mean, that's what MF Doom did a lot was use um, cultural, like, cartoon snippets in his music. And so I think I've seen something a little similar to what y'all... But I'll, I'm going to check that out. I'm writing it down right now. Yeah. Time I see, like, I run into content like that that's just, like, has, like, layers of references in it, mm -hmm. like, cultural references, and is also just, like, super specific to, like, a certain mood or, like type of feeling that it like reproduces yeah it's like there's no other time where anything like this could exist right yeah yeah <laughs> that, that kind of reminds me i was talking to eric claxon recently about like he was asking me what do you think is going to be the next uh kind of wave of like music art whatever and i kind of told him like i don't really know if they're is gonna be any more waves <laughs> like it's kind of hard to it seems like the internet provides like a way for us to just exist in certain pockets of history in a weird way like things it's that like people fragmented yeah yeah like you can get a little bit of every era right now especially during quarantine that we kind of just like we're forced to just do that so it, it's kind of interesting i mean i'm sure there will be really big stuff that comes out in the future and is popular for like five years but uh yeah. <clears throat> it, it may dwindle more i don't know it's I interesting think, like, to think about i think popular culture will probably become more like um drug friendly again mm, yeah 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 because it's becoming just so like uh destigmatized yeah and yeah, I wonder. I wonder if we'll get to a point where there's a generation in the future that's like, "All right, we need to get drugs back off the market." <laughs> you know, like I wonder if it'll just have like right. that constant, like the full cycle. Yeah, the '60s, everyone was tripping and doing right. drugs, and they were groovy and everything, and like, and then the '70s and '80s, everyone was like, "Nah," mm -hmm. and now it's kind of cycling back and. Yeah, I mean, it's totally possible. It, well, there's a lot of people, like the people that were at the head of the psychedelic movement, especially LSD movement, <clears throat> they wanted to, or they believed that society would be better or pe people would be better if they used mm -hmm. these compounds and had the experiences gained from them. And if you actually question that and think like, what would happen, like if we could all use any psychedelics in a like a safe um context with like appropriate dosage and all of that and it was encouraged it like wasn't stigmatized in the culture you know what would really be the result of that mm -hmm. like in the 60s they imagined I, i'm not quite sure what they imagined but like now with the i think about the technology we have it's like what what is a generation on psychedelics generation of young people on psychedelics what do they look like when they're on social media and using vr mm -hmm. and spending like majority of their time interacting in video games or 
making TikToks and like trying to perform and mm. keep up their digital image. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it just makes me think that a lot of that energy would naturally pour into the digital realm. Mm -hmm. uh, It'd probably make it a slightly better place. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. Maybe it would give people uh, a sense of um, maybe a little more respect. <laughs> uh, yeah, or like, yeah, respect for just each world. other. Yeah, and the world. Yeah, like, because I mean, like I was saying, I was skating with a bunch of kids that day, like, those kids are rude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just crazy. Maybe I'm just getting older and I'm becoming that person that's like, ah, these damn kids. But for some reason, it feels like kid, like young kids are just like saying whatever they More want, rash. which is fine. Like, uh, you know, like, but uh, like there was a there was a crawdad at the skate park, like a little shrimp guy, like uh, yeah. and because uh, it's been raining nonstop um here and it it started walking into the path of like people skating and so i went over and i was kind of like pushing with my foot back into the water and a kid just came up he's like pick it up you wuss <laughs> <laughs> so i picked it up but i've shoved it in his face and he ran away but <laughs> um, yeah i was yeah, just I like damn i would have never never said that to some older dude at a skate park <laughs> you know like yeah no that's true that, that kid had <laughs> had balls for sure it was just, it, it was funny there was there was actually this kid at um that was in like my, my company's office and he was selling like an 11 year old kid and he was selling cheesecake in a cup to people well he apparently the, the president of our company is walking around on a phone on his phone like on a call and this kid just goes up to him and he's like hey mister like I'm selling <laughs> and just like in the middle of a phone call, just like, Hey, mister, I'm selling some cheesecake in a cup. Do you want some? And then, and then he asks like, well, how much is it? And the kid says something like it, it's actually the end of the day. So they're $10 now or something, <laughs> or I'll give you three of them for 20 bucks. Oh, Say wow. what? So I figured you were going to say $10. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't remember. I, it it might have been $5. But he basically said, like, oh, it's going to be more expensive, actually. Or I'll sell you three for Hustle. 15 bucks yeah. or something. Yeah. And he was like, wow. Okay. And <laughs> he was just so impressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Out yeah, there like, hustling the cheesecake. Yeah. He came to the right place where a bunch of, like, fucking rich tech people are. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I wonder how much money he made, but yeah, it says something if you're, sometimes if you engage in the world like that, like you don't give any fucks, mm -hmm. then that, that gives you a huge advantage. Yeah. But it can also time, give you a disadvantage too. Yeah, most of the people. time people who are jerks or like really forceful like that, I feel like things don't work out. Yeah. Well, it's like you, you have a certain expect once, once you like learn that, oh, I can get what I want sort of, if I like, uh, am assertive, then you'll meet someone, you'll meet someone eventually who was either that person before 
and they've changed or they they just have a strong will so they're just kind of like it doesn't affect them and then that person who's trying to be assertive is like i'm not getting what i want and then it's like what do they do then you know (laughs) like how do you how do you uh achieve your goal without you know once you meet that person that doesn't let you do that or whatever and i don't know i feel like assertive people do a lot better right now because it's like about upholding an image of yourself Mm -hmm. i feel like that kind of goes into like well you you're more successful right now because it's about like upholding an image of yourself Mm -hmm. so everyone's like putting their brand out there for everyone to see and it's like as long as you're believing it yourself like no one's really gonna Mm. they're just gonna be like oh i guess they know what they're doing yeah but i feel like there's less people like me right now who like kind of see through that yeah and when i see through that i just like don't mess with those people right but they still then they're still successful because like other people will (laughs) yeah 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 no i i can resonate with that too i i see it all the time and it's hard to it's hard to like not want to fall into it at the same time yeah. sometimes because you're like oh it's working for everyone else yeah and but i know if i would do that personally i would just like i don't know how i would feel about myself on a day-to-day I know. basis <laughs> right it's kind of like it's getting to the point where i don't know like i want to put my writing out into the world mm. and i feel like the only only way to do that successfully right now is to like make a brand mm-hmm. but I really really dislike yeah it's rough yeah you gotta make you gotta brand yourself right right digital internet yeah well on the other side though it's also an opportunity that individuals haven't really had is like you can yeah. you can act even though you're going on other people's channels you know Facebook or Twitter's channels or the email channel whatever channel you're on like you can still reach a huge swath of people and if you have something to offer that people want seemingly you can reach them and like elevate yourself out of whatever situation you're currently in Mm. you know like that's that's the hope of what you'd want that to be like a a free market for ideas basically um because you can have direct access to the market, like as an individual, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. easily, just like from your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as a consumer, direct access to the mind share of 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 people on the internet. But the problem, <laughs> the increasing problem, is depending on what channel you're on. Mm. Those ideas you're getting exposed to are getting more and more censored. Yeah, but yeah, kind of kind of speaking on this topic of piece of news i saw today is uh starlink which is mm-hmm. i don't know if starlink is officially a part of tesla or its own company i don't know but they've been launching or sorry part of spacex mm-hmm. but they've been launching satellites to basically uh basically spread like wi-fi signal across the earth and apparently i didn't know this but how how Wi-Fi connectivity signal works is that if you're higher up, you can like cover a larger area and have the same signal strength, I guess. Hmm. So like having height is actually a huge advantage for it. Okay. So they have, um, a hundred, 
150 satellites or something like that mm -hmm. orbiting around the Earth right now. Wow. And in August, they're planning to like fully launch everyone. Like there are some people that are on the beta right now. But yeah, this will uh, supposedly make it to where anyone, even in a remote area, can have like, Wi-Fi connection. connection. Wow. Have you guys have you guys seen Starlink yet? In the sky, like the satellites. Yeah. No. You can see them. Yeah, I've seen them oh. twice now in my life. Oh. Uh, one one night it was at uh, a band practice, and we all started kind of low key, kind of freaking out. Like we were like, "What the fuck is that?" Because it just looked like a moving constellation. Like it was just a straight line of little dots that looked like stars and we were like are we are we being invaded right now by aliens like yeah. uh and then i think that all the time <laughs> yeah and i googled it and immediately the first thing that came up was starlink and then uh one night i was out running at my apartment and i just saw it again like just so happened uh -huh. to look up and saw something moving out of the corner of my eye and i was like oh shit it's starlink so, I don't know if there's some kind of there's probably some kind of tracker online to like show when it's gonna show up in like certain hemispheres and everything, so you can see it. Yeah, I bet there's an app where yeah. there should be someone should make that like because they have those thing those apps where you can like point your phone at the sky to see where this, where the stars are even if you, you even if there's too much light pollution where you are. But like, if you could see, like, show me all the satellites, yeah, like in the sky right now, even the ones I can't see. Oh man, cool. I know they do that for the ISS, the International Space Station. I know there's something like that on Google where you can look up where that's because that used to be the one that people would look for. You know, just yeah. seeing it, you like, yeah. I I've seen it sometimes just randomly flying through there. There should be an app for like looking up and like seeing how dense the space trash is. Oh yeah. Yeah. There there are like there are some tools to visualize that actually. I've oh. seen online. But it's not like of course you can't track it live. It's more of just like a simulation, like here's how much we know oh, is in orbit, yeah. like here's how it's probably distributed across time. So it more of is just like, hey, you want to look at a 3D image of the Earth surrounded by a bunch of garbage? Mm. <laughs> well, that's my question is like, how how can some of these people who like, they're proponents of this idea that we need to get off this planet and like uh, interplanetary, be an interplanetary civilization. How are they going to get out whenever like, the atmosphere is densely packed with like all this trash and that's going to be like a big problem. Yeah. I've kind of wondered the same thing. We need like a trash moon. <laughs> we need like, yeah, like, like a trash collector bot. Yeah. 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 Or it's, I guess there's like those like diamond, uh, reflective plates. Yeah. We well, those would time that like just like stuff yeah. off of it. Do you remember that? I, I don't remember any diamond reflect reflecting plates, but like anything would get shattered. That's that's why it's a weird problem. Mm. Is it anything you put up there except for just like a solid hunk of iron? Yeah. Like you know, rocks or something and just shit. Like, meteors. Yeah, it's going to get pulverized. Right. Um, man, and, I'd be a space trash man. 
I wouldn't mind it. I'd be a space garbage man. <laughs> dangerous. It'd be like being a shooting range dummy. Yeah. I imagine like a, a playlist for the space trash man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now now I gotta make one. <laughs> space trash. Space trash man. Yeah. Playlist. I, I like that. If I if I if I ever had that job though, I'd I'd just become a new person. I'd like get a Brooklyn accent. Like, just like, <laughs> like a trash man, <laughs> like, janitor, but like in a spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna test out my share screen and talk yeah, about yeah. how talk the about ocean's it. on fire. Yeah. Do, so you'll see this. Oops. Yeah. The, uh, See if the, I get the audio going. It's a real Eye of Sauron right there. Did, didn't they? Uh, didn't they supposedly uh, <laughs> extinguish it though? I thought. Like someday. I don't know. I think they're still trying to extinguish it. Let me look real quick. I I want to say as soon as I looked it up, like twenty minutes after the article was posted, they said it was extinguished. But it's still like. Well, isn't that convenient? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ocean only burned for 24 hours. Yeah. But it's it's funny. Uh, well, this isn't funny. Like, this isn't, we don't want to see this happening. This isn't good. You know, pipeline burst in the ocean. Uh, but it was like all, lately all of the FUD against Bitcoin has been like how Bitcoin is going to destroy the environment and boil the oceans. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, this is an exact side effect of the dollar or the petrodollar, you know, how it's used worldwide as a trading for uh, oil. And like, these are the actual effects of our current currency is like <laughs> the ocean's literally on fire yeah. <laughs> from, from the dollar and the dollar's effects. And uh, say, so yeah, I was pretty- Like not seeing the problem that is like staring us down right now, but yeah. like, Projecting all these problems onto like future and future technologies, even though like they're happening right now, and we don't know how to deal with them. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I would argue we're discovering how to deal with them with Bitcoin, but you know, with um, well, yeah, still have a lot of questions to answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. It does say that they extinguished it, but you know, they could they could just be saying that too, just because it took social media by storm. You know. Like everyone was talking about it yesterday. And so um, if they did extinguish it, cool. But if they just got to continue the news cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it, that, that was scary to see kind of, I mean, that's an understatement, but I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of more words to say about it, but it's just, I don't really know what to say. Like well, what kind of, I mean, besides, like, like, do you guys know what kind of, like, immediate damage that causes? Um, like a, a spill but, into the ocean? Well, this this isn't actually a spill. I think it... It's like a leak of some kind. Like, one of the pipes yeah. was leaking or something. I don't... It's a spill that basically got lit on fire. Yeah. Um, and so, I actually wonder if it's less damaging for like the ocean ecology, for it to just light on fire and all of it to be vaporized right yeah. on the spot. Yeah. Of course, everything in that area is gonna get boiled and destroyed, 
but then versus having like oil just just oil in the ocean spreading yeah across the ocean and then like having the potential to burn yeah so i mean yeah yeah exactly but i'm sure that it i'm sure that is fine for the ocean but what is it doing to like the atmosphere yeah the ozone and like all that like i'm sure that that spiked up some heat uh maybe not i mean we're I mean, who knows, but I can only guess that it it doesn't have good effect, but it's There's fires like that all the time, though, that are like pipeline burst fires are huge, just like burn off energy. Mm -hmm. And this is another thing is like Bitcoin miners are starting to use that energy, burn off energy. Like Mm -hmm. this is what oil producers and natural gas producers have to do when they have stranded energy. Mm -hmm. They can't afford to move is they just light it off the top. Mm. and burn it into the atmosphere and bitcoin can actually use that but even like like that's on purpose but a lot of these happen on accident as well mm-hmm. like last weekend when me and jana were driving back into salt lake city on like the south on the industrial side of the city or i guess it's the north side or the east west i don't know but <laughs> west yeah uh we there was to- like this factory on fire like we could see from far away we were like whoa that's there's a lot of smoke when we got closer it was just like a flamethrower just shooting out of this building like it was a huge yeah uh, huge like some some kind of pipeline burst or something yeah and you just wonder like like, how often does this happen wow yeah yeah i mean and also there's been so many fires and if you look at the fire map right now like the whole west side of the united states is like yeah bursting into flames every like and i it's so weird talking to my grandparents about this stuff like they're very very conservative they like still believe that al gore is like a piece of shit because of uh like you know like that the old early 2000s like debate and shit about climate change and all that and then they'll start talking about how like old oh, you hear seattle they're having a heat wave and no one's got acs and everything and i'm just yeah. like i don't know what to say i'm like that's not normal yeah. <laughs> there's something going on it's it's kind of awkward <laughs> to talk to people yeah, who, who are just still like oh no that's just a liberal uh like hoax or some bullshit and yeah yeah i don't know what to say in those situations really well, this goes back to like, wh- how do you consume information or how do you stay informed? Like mm-hmm. talking about s- staying informed, but not staying too informed or misinformed. Yeah. And I, I think that's getting harder and close to impossible. Yep. Cause like, I remember a few years ago, I remember like 2016 talking to a lot of my friends and us kind of sharing like this idea that yeah boomers or like older people they just don't know how to consume internet information they can't tell the difference between something that's obviously false yeah and then something that's you know maybe more likely to be be closer to the truth and i kind of look back at that now and laugh because i'm like how cocky i was Mm -hmm. to think that i could even do that yeah like at that point maybe even at that point it was already fully lost but now at this point i'm more skeptical than i've ever been in my whole life about most everything and i'm i'm more uncertain about stuff that stuff that i've held to be true for years and and i'm more uncertain as to like how do i figure out 
if this is true, like, how do I actually inform myself? Because more and more of like the channels for those information, for that information is being censored and like filtered. Mm-hmm. Captured. Yeah, captured really just to support certain narratives. Yeah, yeah. And I think COVID has been, you know, a big... Oh, well, it's been a great tool for that. <laughs> big driver of all of that. Yeah. It, yeah, it sucks to feel like you're being deranged or like, or radicalized in any kind of way. Yeah. And I've really felt that as far as like, I feel like I'm um, feeling like angry and like uh, resentful and rebellious mm-hmm. towards all of the official channels of communication yep. or institutions that I'm supposed to trust. Like I'm totally deranged against education and academia. I'm totally deranged against the government. And the, and the government agencies mm. and against the media and the various like big media corporations, whether it be social media or like CNN, NBC, Fox, like all of those. And it's kind of like, man, I'm running out of friends uh, or, or not even friends, but right. just like mutual sources of truth. Yeah. Yeah. And like how to have conversations about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's been the toughest thing for me. When I meet people that are on the same level, just at work or something, it's like, "Come here, please, never leave. I'm holding you close. <laughs> like, please don't leave." <laughs> yeah, I like found there was like two coworkers of mine at um, where I worked in downtown Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, out of like the thirty of them, there was like two other people that would talk about vaccines in a non-positive light. Mm-hmm. And like, they became like the only people I would talk to about it. <laughs> like anytime anyone would bring it up, I'd just be like, it's crazy. But then like, I'd actually talk to them. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried that people are going to start saying you got to get vaccinated for shit now, but I don't vaccinated know. Vaccinated a second time. That's probably going to happen. Yeah. Well, and that's what's crazy to me is like that seems like the flu shot, like the flu vaccination. So at that point, I I've not, I've had the flu shot twice. Both times I got the flu that right. year. So it's like <clears throat> I don't know. I that that that's my reason for not getting not- the COVID vaccine. I mean, just cuz I'm I'm afraid that if I got the COVID vaccine, I would get COVID somehow. Like my immune system would be weakened but i'm i'm not a doctor but i can just say from my personal experience of getting no, the I flu vaccine yeah no i think that's what's gonna happen just like i don't think the point of this like vaccine experiment is to get rid of covid mm-hmm. but to just like manage it so that yeah. it becomes so that it becomes part of our lives like indefinitely like the flu but like that's gonna be a consequence yeah whenever like I feel like there are people who might have better ideas on how to like overcome it rather than just like manage it. Yeah. Cause I don't think managing it is going well. No, I mean, that's what we've been doing for years in pharmaceuticals, like just allergy medicine, like pain that's medicine. <laughs> yeah. Like all it does is mask the, the symptoms and it doesn't like fix. Like I started taking allergy medicine this year cause they got really bad like I couldn't breathe and like all kinds of shit. And when I took the allergy medicine, it made it 10 times worse. And maybe my body is just like this type of body that 
if I take certain kind of medications, I don't know, it just, like, I just felt even more like shit. And it it definitely made me feel, quote-unquote, better, as in I could breathe and I could do all this, but I still had the symptoms. It was just masking yeah. it. And it, may, it yeah. basically was making me okay to go into work. <laughs> and so at that point, I was like, that's a scary thought, sort of. Right. Where they're just making things for us to take. That way we're just able to, like, still Survive. make money. And, yeah, like, <laughs> feed money into the system. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. For me, there's something to, something about humans managing nature. Mm-hmm. Or humans managing complex systems where... I'm learning to just full, I'm learning to distrust it a hundred percent of the time. Uh, and you know, nature is going to do things like here's a, here's a good example is when you really, really try and keep, um, wildfires from happening, like you control it, stuff actually gets more dead and more you're at, you're letting fragility build up in the system. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting it naturally just kind of break out mm-hmm. and then burn, burn it. Yeah, way burn, burn all the excess like dead stuff. Like yeah, that. It, that's usually what like natural wildfires. They just hap- They occur just because there's too much dead things like grass and trees and timber and kindling essentially. Yeah, and nature works in different time frames than we like, and like these cycles, they happen in un unintuitive ways for us but for you know for the earth and the millions billions of years it's been around like these it knows how to self-manage like these things they just occur in natural cycles Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that you know people would say there's like an argument that like oh we just need to let the virus burn through everyone and everyone should do what they want and like i'm not I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that I don't trust humans to be able to manage this or yeah. any major global virus. Like right. managing and top down trying to control it and orchestrate how everything works for the people. Like for me, that will always cause worse outcomes than it will be bottom up, letting individuals make informed decisions on their own. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, like that's just a simple mental model for me that when I look at examples throughout history and what I've seen from my life, mm-hmm. seems to be mostly true. And then when I look at the COVID situation, I'm kind of like, well, you know, I, I got to be careful with what I say. Cause you know, people are going to fucking make these broad stroked assumptions about, yeah, you know, uh, me just because of how I'm thinking about this whole situation. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a hot, hot topic yeah it's scary what the human mind can develop because we 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 do we believe we can manage certain things but i mean we we created covid supposedly humans created covid i mean humans created the nuclear bomb and it's like and and then we learned with like places in russia you can't you cannot control it like you can create it but you can't control it and that's pretty scary. That's a scary. You would have thought they would have learned that, <laughs> like, after creating nuclear like energy and harnessing, or not creating it, but harnessing it and creating a bomb and all that. It's like, yeah, there's just forces in nature we can't control, but we can 
create in a way, you know. Um, well, this is just a natural, this is like a natural law where it's easier to attack than it is to defend. Mm -hmm. It's easier to take something apart than it is to put something together. And that's like, I, I almost think I would just be like the physical law of entropy. Like it will always be easier, a, a million times easier to crack an egg and break it and mm -hmm. fry it than it is to take the raw materials from nature and just like create an egg mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. Um, I personally like breaking things, but I, I can't. Yeah. It's horrible. I like breaking things productively. Yeah. Well, I, like anytime I get drunk, which is not a lot at all anymore, but last night I did because I went to a show, saw a swim fan. And, oh, nice. Uh, had, hadn't done that in a while, you know, just had a couple drinks and. They performed shirtless? No, no. But someone did yell. Take your shirt off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like there was a point in the night where I was just like, I want to break shit, and it's such a like common. I feel like it's such a common human, especially especially when you're intoxicated. I was just looking at the new windows in the venue, like man. <laughs> oh man! I would never okay, do here's that. Question here. I want to pose the question to you because I think this is what we were saying but just like in a simple way. So like, man, this technology tries to like command, have some command and control over nature. Mm -hmm. Like essentially exercise our will over what we, that, which we usually can't exercise our will over. Like technology makes that possible. Mm -hmm. I, I would say, I, I would actually argue just like a little bit more that technology like leverages energy from nature or funnels it not necessarily it just like takes it in raw and tries to control it but that that's like good technology or elegant technology usually just leverages nature leverages force rather than tries to control it but i think that we do get to the point of trying to control it yeah it's just like is it how do you decide when technology is a good and when it is it is an evil because if you just let nature run its course, there's no way that you're going to avoid disaster. Mm -hmm. There's going to be disaster. Like that's mm -hmm. part of the cycle of it all. Mm -hmm. So then like using technology, like you're saying, sometimes it just like in the case of like a wildfire, it just like adds to the disaster and makes it more catastrophic. Mm -hmm. And we see that happening basically in every aspect of like our modern technology right now, just mm -hmm. like exacerbating the problem that it attempts to solve mm -hmm. so like what do we do about that i've always kind of recent at least recently i've thought that technology um what once we started implementing our social lives kind of social media and just media in general like when people start uh putting too much of themselves into what the truth is things get kind of people get it sounds shitty but people get emotional and it's More like, some, are you saying like identify like when people like totally put their identity into an idea or yeah because then it's like you have something to lose at that point and then you're gonna fight for it and that may not be the right thing to do and pe people usually are inherently kind of selfish it, it takes us like will to want to not be selfish in a situation like 
a relationship, a friendship, a job, like whatever. Um, usually people aren't going to want to do that if they just have a little thing in their hand and like they're just consuming stuff, you know, like that's, I mean, selfishness is kind of involved in it. And I think technology does so many good things um, and it's helped so many people. I mean, cancer research, like all kinds of medical stuff, uh, getting food and water out to people who need it, like all kinds of stuff. It does a lot of good things, but I feel like once we start including, you know, human emotion, which again, sounds kind of scary to like say it like that or whatever, but I, I don't know. I feel like once that kind of comes into play, that's when things can start getting kind of froggy. No, I I see that, like, I think what you're talking about, too, is, like, this other aspect of, like, where people, like, now it's kind of possible, even more so, to see yourself reflected back to you from the things you interact with in the world. Yeah. That's uh, the most prominent example of that is, like, on social media, like, you can, it's more available and accessible to, like, see yourself reflected back to you, like, when you meet the who like think like you or you can just like put exactly what you think onto the world and like you can immediately see what people say about it yeah or and yeah i think that puts us in a vulnerable place yeah there's less i feel like there's less individuals nowadays than there was a hundred years ago and like definitely literature i mean and i'm sure you know this too jana like literature speaks for that as well i mean so so many good authors have been you know last 100 200 300 400 years you know and without technology and because they were able to develop their ideas and their characteristics and like put them through a story or characters to convey like certain feelings and all that and that's definitely I mean, that, 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 I think that was gone before any of us were born too, you know, like just with movies and media and all that. Uh, yeah. The pursuit of like wanting to understand something that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that allows you to do that. Yeah. Cause then like, even if you disagree with it, you can learn so much about yourself. Even if you disagree with something, then it's like, Oh, I learned that I don't agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's not good or bad. It's just a fact. And mm-hmm. I think too many people are like trying to search uh, for like, is this good or bad or right or wrong? Am I the good guy or the bad guy in this situation? When I mean, usually sometimes I relate with like bad guys and stories and stuff like the the classic like uh, anti-hero, but also like actually true like bad guys that are like misunderstood or whatever like you you can connect with like whoever in these fictional stories and nowadays that doesn't seem to be as popular anymore yeah because you just like well i kind of think of it about how like we're talking about truth Mm -hmm. is so much harder to discover and like i feel like people's individual truth just like kind of starts with themselves Mm -hmm. so like whatever i believe or whatever i think i am or whatever i say i am is the truth and if i don't see that reflected in my world then like the world is wrong Mm -hmm. but you never learn more about yourself and you you might be wrong about yourself imagine that and 
if the world isn't reflecting what you want it to reflect back at you, that usually means like you need to change something. But like, we're totally resistant to that idea because it's like, there's no ultimate truth. So I decide truth. And if your truth isn't my truth, then you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, all of this for me rings of, of truth as well. <laughs> what I was thinking about. And like, to your question, Jana, I, I think uh, all of the solutions to all of these problems stem from truth and truth seeking individuals. Yeah. I think that collectivism, um, collectivism can live in like certain small areas of like society and civilization, but I think it's really dangerous. And that goes against what I used to believe the solutions for like a lot of our problems just in the world and big picture are, but, um, there's a quote I love that individuals search for truth and groups search for consensus. Hmm. And it's like, what, what kinds of things in the world do we want to let groups decide? And, and the group dynamics of how groups decide on things is just like, it's, it's old, it's time, it's the tribe. Hmm. And tribal truth is tri tribal truth. Tribal consensus is like often a story. It's a thing that's made up just, I mean, our very civilization, our large American tribe is a made up story. Um, but it's a useful one. Like it's a story where we, we can transcend our differences and basically align under a larger consensus that we've come to. Mm. That's good. I like, I think that's a very good thing that was invented that exists. Um, but like truth, the truth seeking from an individual, like that's how, because individuals are the agents, the units that go and they uproot the consensus to create a better consensus, or they uproot what we thought was true mm -hmm. for something that is more true. And, you know, you see this like in, in science, science is a great example. Science utilizes consensus in some ways, but we forget the many, many stories in science where individuals had to go against the consensus to show that something was true, like yeah. Copernicus, mm -hmm. um, or lots of Renaissance, like basically all the Renaissance. I mean, probably that. Benjamin Franklin too, right? Like inventors and all that. I mean, I'm, I'm inventors like come to mind and just like philosophers and painters mm -hmm. and artists and writers, especially like it, and I, I'm, I'm kind of going through something kind of like that where, I mean, I have like all my close friends, y'all and people I play in bands with. We all kind of like we all resonate with each other and everything. But it, 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 it does get hard when you try and go out into the public and try and be an individual and like not being able to, yeah, talk about anything. And so then it, I'm, I'm kind of like realizing, oh, Maybe this is supposed to happen because now this means I need to just go into my hole and write it oh, all yeah. down. And like, yeah. this is how I find who I am and like put it out there regardless of how people feel about it, you know? Like, yeah. And instead of trying to connect with people like, like I want to, uh, sometimes just have to not. And like, regard, like, as long as you you believe it kind of what you're saying Jana. like you believe it you uh live it and so therefore no one can really 
argue with that. And especially if you put in the work to then portray it, then it's kind of like you're unfuckable with <laughs> sort of, you know, like at that point, it's like, well, I put in all this work and doing this and like expressing yeah. who I am, like at that point, all, all the other people have on you is their opinion. And then it's, yeah. what, what does that really matter? You know? Like, yeah. That's, that's ooh. where I'm trying to get to, like to a place where like, I can start to have like the conversations that I feel like need to happen mm-hmm. where like, I'm coming from a place that like, I know exactly, like I did the work and mm-hmm. this is what, this is what my conclusions are. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm starting to sense that maybe that takes like a whole lifetime to do. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I kick myself a lot for like not writing enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but then I like think about, and I read about how long it's taken all my favorite writers to like get things done. And I'm like, Whoa, I still got a long ways to go. (laughs) I feel like I'm 27 and I'm like, I'm running out of time. And then, other days I'm like oh man I got all the time in the world okay I just want to bring up this book because what you just said this is called the writer's chat book and all it is is just like a collection of like quotes from interviews with like authors and so like each chapter is like well let's see there's different ways that like these quotes are broken up so like uh the first one is were you always a reader and then you get quotes from like authors mm. like answering that question and then the second one is when did you begin writing and then there's like where does your process begin mm. how do you write humor what import what do you feel about critics so yeah it's just like a good book yeah, to get yeah. like, the opinions because you see like exactly what you're just saying like oh i'm not doing enough and then you read people who are authors like saying the same thing. Yeah. Oh, so this is not just me. Yeah. It's like, oh, so I'm actually doing it. I'm actually living. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. This whole time I thought I was a, a fraud. And then you learn yeah. like your your favorite authors were also like, I'm a fraud. Like. <laughs> yeah. I kind of go through that like weekly at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I have so I have a huge list of things I need to write. And it's just it grows every week and yeah. yeah it's it's rough out there <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah it's hard i mean <clears throat> with everything where you're talking about like everything that's happening everything that's new it makes it harder to have that time and space to write and to think and just just do those things that seems like it was easier to do a hundred years ago or that people had people were sharper at mm-hmm. writing people were sharper at reading than mm-hmm. I think we are mm-hmm. hundred years ago like maybe we understand more details more information about certain fields or about science or the world overall like our culture our society has condensed some kind of wisdom some kind of information and transported it to us that maybe a hundred years ago they didn't have. But for the most part, it feels like uh, artistically we're less sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. You, there, there's always counterexamples, at least in the department of reading and writing and, and generating like new ideas. It seems like 
we're, we're really slacking behind and it's hard to do that type of stuff, hard to do that type of work. I, I, got, I mean, I think it goes back to the whole technology, social media thing, like just the introduction of, and I'm speaking for myself because I've got off Twitter like a month ago and ever since then my reading and writing is just like skyrocketed because I would just like habitually get on there and like write what I thought I was thinking but it really wasn't it was just like a rant or something you know and like now I'm like able to like 140 characters is not enough for the human mind and if you're using that as an outlet like I was and like a lot of people do um I think that uh, people used to say like movies were killing like books and everything and like I I kind of believe that social yeah. media is kind of like ruining that part of humans brains of being able to read and write and like express themselves and be individuals back then you didn't like hundred years ago you didn't give a shit if the other person thought differently than you like there wasn't time like you're more focused on getting water and food and <laughs> like uh making your mark on the world in a very short amount of time um yeah I think since we have like so much information available to us all the time, mm-hmm. but like it's presented to you, like there's no way to like actually transmit that like all at one time, but we're just like seeing it in like these little clips, mm-hmm. pieces of sentences or just like article titles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like, like you're saying, I think we don't really like take that time to sink deep into something. Mm-hmm to actually learn it but to like talk about it we can talk about it but right. we know what we're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no i like if movies are killing books i think social media is just killing thought yeah or like uh not thought but like general like unique thought or novel thought or thinking for yourself yeah basically. Yeah. yeah individualism yeah, because you can just absorb all of the consensus of everyone else that everyone, your group has, mm-hmm. has come to. Well, what's kind of funny is I also think that's why the rise of communism and socialism is like becoming more popular. Uh, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't really care. I don't, I don't actually, now that I am more, a little more individual, like I'm a little more of an individual, I'm finding my political stance finally. And, I mean, it's, it's anarchism. It's a branch of it, but like, so I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm not here to say communism or socialism, socialism is wrong for the U S or it is, or it's right. But I think that's why it's become popular is because it's easier for people just to be like, all right, tell me what to do. Like, give me an allowance. Tell me what I can and can't do. And all uh, this is life. Like, and be a victim at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I would go as far to say that I think communism and socialism in America, I am against those. Like, I think that's, I think those are wrong things. I think uh, I would say that too. <laughs> and I think that history, I think that the world should give us enough, has given us enough feedback, mm-hmm. enough uh, millions of dead. Yeah. Like, we should oh, yeah. Take, I mean, this we is should take that for seriously. sure. But, you know, I, but I agree with your sentiment totally. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, I think that people should genuinely hash this out, mm-hmm. and I hope that we do. 
And I want us to like have the freedom and the free minds to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people aren't actually talking about these ideas um, or, or talking about them at a very deep level. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more of, it's, it's more of just short term bouts of emotion coming out. It feels like, or like news events that have us reflect our anger or reflect Mm -hmm. back that like capitalism is broken. Like this is broken. Like Mm -hmm. we need to tear it down totally and replace it. And like, that's not a very intelligent thought to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, because it provides absolutely no solution and it's not even a very good critique. Mm -hmm. And, but you know, like it, it, it's going to take truly uh, good ideas that win out Mm -hmm. over other ideas. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I want to happen. Like I want the craziest wild people and then the smartest and then everyone in between Mm -hmm. i want everyone's ideas to genuinely be able to be expressed and come out and to be able to compete and for the best one to be able to win out Mm -hmm. Um, like i I think that's the best solution for most everything Mm -hmm. so can i uh put forward maybe like a challenge to all of us because of like what we're talking about i feel like we kind of we kind of did we we did this on this podcast where we were talking about the uh, the oil the the, mm. the ocean burning mm-hmm. like we I don't really know like I was saying like I don't know what that actually means like I don't know what this event causes mm-hmm. and what we should do about it and I don't think any of you guys either mm. do do either no. So what if we like actually learned about that specific thing and like <laughs> tried to understand it because people like us need to be trying to understand those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, think so, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I agree with your sentiment. And I think like me and Josh, like we we're actually coming out in the background. We're trying to come up with more of a structure to have some due diligence on our topics. Mm-hmm and like um do some research and write out what we think on specific topics mm-hmm. but even with that being said uh there's it's impossible to do dil- do your due diligence on like everything yeah so like we're always going to be talking about stuff that we don't we're that we're outside of our elements for mm. and i think that that's okay to a degree as long as everyone understands that and we understand right. Right. Like our own BS and we don't think that we actually uh, are on top of all of this. Mm-hmm. But I say that as like a defense mechanism almost because like I think for a lot of people like a way of censoring or a way of censoring thought is to say that you're not an expert so you can't talk about this subject. Right. You're not an expert so you can't talk about this subject. And it's like I, I think the layman's need to be able to discuss these things. And, and hash it out yeah. along with the experts and for all of those ideas yeah. to intermingle. Well, it's and it kind of confusing. Happens. It's a confusing area and it's getting more confusing because of how, <laughs> how much the unintel, the un, uh, just the non-experts are being louder and louder. Well, and who, and also like who, who's funding the experts? Like, 
Yeah. And yeah. that that's my thing. And that's kind of why I found myself grounded in anarchism is because I'm tired of the tribalism in American politics and like it seeping into these scientists and experts we're supposed to believe in. It's like, okay, well they're backed by so-and-so who hates so-and-so and like, if you're this, if you're a conservative, you're this, if you're a Democrat, you're this. And like, it, it or like this person got into this position because they defunded that person. Right. Right. So the only yeah. It's just a bunch of tribalism bullshit. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with how America works, but I think the way that the, the politics are working right now is like laughable. And I mean, it is a joke. It is a joke to pretty much anytime I've ever played a video game and I play with people from different countries, they're just like, oh, you're an American. And they just go off for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I don't really know what to say <laughs> just about like yeah. our politics and like how everything is run and all this stuff. And it's never like facetious either. It's just kind of like they're just speaking and it's always interesting. And I kind of enjoy it just because. I, I agree with them a lot of the time and I'm tired of agreeing with them though. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, we are, uh, yeah. we're the entertainment capital of the world, <laughs> right? Whether we like, like it or not. <laughs> yeah. And I love, uh, I don't love everything he says or does, but like Elon Musk, he said, uh, the most entertaining outcome is the most likely or no, he said the most likely outcome is the most entertaining. Hmm. And I think that that like is kind of coming true more and more. So like the memes are the most powerful, like the most entertaining memes, the most entertaining ideas, the most like fiery political ideas. And they're spreading all over the world and everyone's like got their nose in our politics now. And they think that we're just like a part of this dumb reality show. Hmm. And it's funny. It's kind of true. Like we are yeah. like it's crazy reality, political entertainment surveillance experiment. Yeah, and reality shows are so entertaining though. Right. Yeah. But reality shows aren't the real reality. Yeah. Sadly, which is why they're entertaining. Reality is mostly boring. Mm. It scares me to think of how young the country is too. And that's, that's another reason why I, found myself in this political uh ideology is just how how young we are compared to everyone else we're like 250 years old or something 225 years old six yeah. or something i don't know like 1776 yeah, yeah so i mean we're getting we, we're, yeah oh. like uh and then you think of like china and you think of all these other countries that have had like dynasties and kingdoms and like political reformations and all that and it, I, at first I was like, wow, like America's kind of screwed. But then I was also like, well, no, we have a lot of room to grow. We have a lot of time, but we also have a lot of time for things to fall and reform as well. Uh, I don't know what that looks like, but I think we're starting to see it turn its ugly head. Unfortunately. I mean, sometimes I think like America is the, most interesting project that has taken place on the earth mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just like when i think about that it's like oh yeah it's still playing out right. it's only been 30 years into this it, it was called an experiment i think by like the people who founded it and everything like it we're all taking part of in this experiment and and it's like we're in this really interesting moment 
where we're kind of forfeiting like the opportunity that comes with this being an experiment and mm-hmm. in, like and an experiment honestly for like freedom and independence yeah for everyone where but like right now we're at this interesting moment where like the the unfortunate effects of like that pursuit like slavery mm, yeah yeah <laughs> or, uh, like they need to be reckoned with we have to have an answer for that right yeah and yeah. it's just kind of like those those ideas are at war and they're really important and like what are we going to do right we need to have conversations yeah but then it's like we can't have conversations cuz as soon as you say the wrong thing it's like you're uh you're this or you're that yeah <laughs> and that yeah i mean that's another reason again i just need to like get get the paper done or the essay written about anarchism so i can fully talk about it but that's just why i keep going back to it like it that's my default setting now is just not wanting to take part in something that i know that my voice isn't going to be it's yeah. not going to be shit so it's kind of like why not not why tr- why try but i want to look down a different avenue for answers because the one that i'm witnessing right now is not really providing any <laughs> unfortunately yeah no it's it's cool i mean this is all those things just make me think this is an exciting time mm. to be alive like you can at least say that it's exciting yeah, it's not boring Whether you have a more positive or negative spin on it yeah but my like talking about breaking into your own thought and trying to find your own truth and doing that on your own like my life has gotten better since i really started to do that and part of Part of that for me was um, realizing that rationally I'm actually optimistic about things and and that there's a way for me to be rationally optimistic with what I see in the world and what I've learned about what's happened and, you know, that that's like actually a choice I have. And I'm I'm happy because I used to be bought into a lot of, I think, a, a sentiment that a lot of young people have, which is very pessimistic and just nihilistic and where everything is coming to an end very soon. And I'm not necessarily there anymore. I don't think that's that argument doesn't fully hold up for me. And and yeah, like like talking about getting feedback from the world, like sometimes you get feedback and that everyone agrees with you, hmm. but sometimes you get feedback from nature that just like your life is better and you're happier or whatever. And like, that's the type of feedback I've gotten over the last few years, like really. And and it just started with questioning things that I thought were true. And like, that's always important. And I always want to keep that, keep that in mind for myself and Mm -hmm. have strong ideas and have them loosely held Mm. basically. Yeah. But yeah. Cause then you can, then you can talk to other individuals and like in an ideal country, it would be great if everyone could do that. And I kind of think that's how it was at one point where like everyone you didn't have to talk about who I remember being a kid and people not talking about who the fuck they voted for. Yeah. And I miss that. I miss yeah. that a lot because everyone was friends. <laughs> everyone yeah. could get along like. Dude, and- this book I read recently, there was like this like scene where it was like a little kid and he 
just asked his dad because like everyone was talking about the the election he didn't know anything about it he's like dad who are you gonna vote for and his dad like like slaps his hand and he's like (laughs) don't ask someone who they're gonna vote for that's a private yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) It, it it yeah it infuriates me when people are like go vote and all this stuff it's like you don't have to tell us like we know <laughs> we know we know we got to we know how the political party system works but like yeah it's become a the two clubs you become know. a parody of itself yeah honestly. and i it always just all this like tension it's the reason why i hate fights too at like a show or something it's like if you're going to if you really don't like each other that much, just go some go outside and duke it out. And it's kind of like what I feel about for the political system we have. It's like if you guys really don't like each other, like either put up or shut up. You know, like either you gotta release some tension somehow. Like either do what you're saying you're gonna do, which unfortunately it seems like some kind of war. Which I don't want war at all. But it's like, at what point does everyone just like is everyone just all talk and zero action like are are we always just gonna be at this psychological like warfare of just getting on the media and seeing like everyone trashing each other and all this stupid drama and like you guys said the reality show type reality i mean that's what it is yeah and unfortunately that's entertaining but i can't wait for the era that it's not (laughs) anymore if that ever happens well, I mean, like you're talking about, it's always within our access. You can always just get off for a month. Yeah. Start yeah. writing, start thinking. And I guess that that is where a lot of the strong individuals that we were talking about are probably going to come from, like just taking yeah. that step back and writing for themselves. And See, once, once the reality show becomes so crazy and all of the candy-coated everything that we're getting fed gets so sweet and overwhelming, I think – I think people naturally reject what's given to them and they start to just go off on their own. And I, yeah. I think more and more of that is happening. Like people, young people are kind of rejecting a, yeah. a lot of the consensus and kind of just turning off and finding their own path. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best outcome. Yeah. Stop being content farms, <laughs> you know, just like being content well, livestock. Yeah. But we're a little different. <laughs> we're not, we're yeah. not jumping around for some ads. We're not, we're not, uh, we're yeah. not, we're not trying to get uh, sponsorships and promo codes unless uh, you want to then hit us up. Um, <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> cigarette, cigarette corporation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hit us number. up. We're your guys, man. We, uh, we're trying to drop the age. 14 <laughs> should be able to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, this was a very, uh, very dangerous conversation. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> For 2021. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. This was, this was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I have more dangerous conversations. Isn't that the point? I'm down. Yeah. I'm no, down we're, I, sure. I think we're going to keep it going. Yeah. We we need to have that uh talk about anarchism. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm I'm working on I got another book that I'm adding to the research. So, it's I think I'm going to get one more and then I'll probably call it good and start writing after that. Nice. But uh Sweet. Yeah. Well, I know Jana's doing some writing about some interesting topics, so cool. she'll have more to come on at some awesome. point. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
stoked to me i'm not doing anything interesting but i've got (laughs) i've got i've got topics in my back pocket i still still want to talk about but my my main writing project right now though isn't that interesting for like well my main writing project right now is writing a biography of my grandpa oh cool so that's basically just like a family yeah story but that's but cool. I'm also reading this book called Technology, Humanism or Nihilism. Mm. And it's basically like making the humanist critique of modern technology. Oh, that's cool. I might have to check that out. That sounds interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's there's not it's there's not as many tech philosophy books as there should be. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like an important mm-hmm. important area of inquiry. Mm-hmm. I found well this has nothing to do with tech or anything like that but I found a I found a religious book that pushes humor as a way to get closer to god Interesting. Uh, by sufis sufism uh, it's an islam mystic religion or whatever but special illumination it's part of also the the anarchist research I'm trying to do Interesting yeah oddly enough it like fits with that topic um yeah just just by like being able to laugh at yourself and laugh at how shitty life can be that's kind of like what it teaches and not not laughing at people to be uh demeaning but like you know what i'm saying like not humor is in putting people down but just being able to laugh at everything is is almost freeing and you kind of like are un as the memes say, you're ungovernable at that point. Like <laughs> nothing can really like phase you, you know, yeah. you're just going to laugh about it anyways and move on. That's the point. Yeah. And totally like different seeing, topic, but seeing like the absurdity of like the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, I mean, you're Good not going to, you can't control it by freaking out and you can't control it by laughing at it either, but at least you can have a good time <laughs> while, while it's happening. And it might uh, it might prolong your life. Yeah, yeah. Everything is pretty absurd if you look at it mm-hmm. in a certain way or look at it close enough. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if we if we had the secrets that God or whatever spiritual power, or even if there isn't one, if we knew the power of the universe and we knew the truth, the real truth of like everything, I think we would just weep all the time. Like we would just we wouldn't like know how to deal with it you know and i think that's, yeah we I get that's... we get snippets of it when horrible things happen nature right. takes its course and like you get that snippet of like reality what are you gonna do it's better to learn to laugh not making fun of it but just i don't know figuring out some some way to make light of it i, don't totally. know. I, I think if we all knew the truth i think we would laugh instead Really? I think we would constantly laugh. <laughs> Hopefully. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> or or we'd switch between laughing and weeping. Yeah. That'd be good. I'd probably That's just stress eat. I think I'd eat. It. I think I'd eat uh, honey buns a lot if I knew the truth. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, this, fuck this. Oreos. <laughs> <Like>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn, I just bought a thing of peanut butter Oreos and I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this treat last. Then did not last i ate the whole pack in a very short amount of time <laughs> that's a classic man yeah, yeah. nothing well, like milk and cookies bro yeah that and that's a good way to end this 
car. <laughs> yeah. Probably been mostly a little toxic. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks, y'all.